The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 28 on page 373. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my strength. Think no scorn of me, lest if thou make as though thou hearest not, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my humble petitions, when I cry unto thee, when I hold up my hands towards the mercy seat of thy holy temple. O pluck me not away, neither destroy me with the ungodly and wicked doers, which speak friendly to their neighbors, but imagine mischief in their hearts. Reward them according to their deeds, and according to the wickedness of their own inventions. Recompense them after the work of their hands, pay them that they have deserved. For they regard not in their mind the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. Therefore shall he break them down, and not build them up. Praise be the Lord, for he hath heard the voice of my humble petitions. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart hath trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart danceth for joy, and in my song will I praise him. The Lord is my strength, and he is a wholesome defense of his anointed. O save thy people! and give thy blessing unto thine inheritance. Feed them, and set them up forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eighth chapter of the book of Proverbs. Does not wisdom cry out, and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on the top of the high hill, beside the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, 
at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth, wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness, nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge. Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 15th verse of the 5th chapter of the book of Ephesians. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might, pre might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the Church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Here endeth the second lesson.
Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people, and grant us thy peace all the days of our life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither unto any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
morning to all. Our lesson from Proverbs industry yesterday, we talked a little about sort of the Bible sexual image imagery and the prohibition against fornication and that connection to, um, you know, idol temple worship and then the images in Revelation of the faithful bride of Christ and the, and the harlot. Um, I encourage you to go back. It's uh, our readings from Proverbs skip chapter seven, but chapter seven of Proverbs <clears throat> talks about the way that the um, this crafty harlot tries to entice the young man out of the righteous way and and how the foolish young man listens and follows her into his destruction. And then today in chapter eight, we have wisdom being kind of the, the woman. Wisdom is the faithful woman who calls the young man now to faithfulness and righteousness and the paths of peace. <clears throat> so both of those things are still present there. Um, and the essential difference between the sort of, you know, the, the crafty harlot of Proverbs 7 and, and the wisdom who calls out in, in, in chapter 8 are <clears throat> the principles upon which, uh, which you're behaving, the, <clears throat> the, um, the harlot is is really representing sort of short term immediate gain. Hey, this looks great. Let me go do it, even though it isn't uh, according to the Torah of God and it doesn't make any long term sense. Wisdom calls us to see to make our decisions on the basis of of a full knowledge of what the world is like and where we're headed. It's getting back to earlier in Ephesians where we we said we are raised up and made to sit in the heavenly places in Christ. And so we we see God, we see God's plan from the beginning. We see where we're going and therefore we we govern our behavior in the moment in wisdom. We know what how this act pertains to the long-term good but foolishness is just to pursue in the moment some kind of fulfillment without relationship to its to its its connection to the long-term good of ourselves and also of others and the community so wisdom acts with 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 regard to long-term concerns in accordance with the law of god and the promises of god foolishness just acts in the moment and then we go to ephesians where we have, of course, this extended passage of, on marriage, which is uh, interestingly um, avoided in most Christian marriages in favor of something else, in spite of the fact that it's the only extended New Testament passage that really says things about marriage. And it's an important passage, but I think if we're to understand what St. Paul is saying in Ephesians, we have to go back to, we have to understand that St. Paul is here commenting on the disorder of human relationships that resulted from the fall in Genesis 3. And you kind of see how Ephesians 5 matches up very much with what happens there. He says, uh, you know, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as unto the Lord. Let's go back to Genesis 3. We have Adam and Eve. And Eve, in that act of sin, she acted unilaterally. She didn't say, hey, Adam, what do you think we should do here? I'm, I'm seeing some attractive fruit you know, what's our family plan? She just grabbed it and ate. So the idea of submitting yourself was that don't act unilaterally apart from this community you, you've been placed into with, with your husband. And and so that submission is not not acting unilaterally, 
but but submitting oneself to this communal reality to become a part of. Adam, for his part, if we really look closely at the Genesis text, sat there and stood there and watched because after Eve ate, she gave to her husband with her and he ate. So he's just kind of standing there, big head of the garden, not <clears throat> not intervening for his wife's good in the situation. And so when St. Paul says, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, this actually brings up a kind of archetypical image of of the um it, it comes out in the saints of of slaying the dragon slaying the 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 evil for the good of of the bride adam did not do that did not put himself in harm's way between eve and the wily serpent rather he stood back as as she uh, as she you know harmed herself and 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 the whole creation so He's supposed to the male the male vocation is not just to sit sit back and watch it, but to act sacrificially for the good. And I actually believe my my own opinion is that it, in Adam was sort of abdicated his responsibility because he experienced maybe in the first time in human history fear. The evil one is there and he froze and didn't act. But both of so the reordering of human relationships is the reciprocity then in marriage of mutual submission of a man using his strength for the good of his bride and the bride willingly coming into that community with him where she will not act unilaterally, but will 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 act for the good of of, of what we are now together. And, and so that's the reordering of human relationships. But the key term is is this idea of submission because saint paul says submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of god and a lot of times in our culture because we're so independent minded you know we're not going to do what someone else tells me to do i'm going to be my own person but the opposite of submission if we meditate on it biblically is rebellion that adam and eve did not submit to god in the beginning Instead, they rebelled against God and brought about all the disorder of, of, of the world we live in. And similarly, in our lives, um, the opposite of our submission to the various authorities and structures that we're a part of, the opposite of that is rebellion, which means I'm going to act for my own good, not for the good of the larger thing of which I'm a part. And and this is highlights the fact that um, Morality is always communal. That is, um, all these rules, that, any rules we have that are moral rules are the boundaries of love. I agree not to do it. I agree not to, or I, I'm willing to not do something I could do because I'm acting for the good of the other. I'm, I'm submitting, I'm giving up something of myself for, my, for the greater good of participation in the body. And this is something that, you know, we, we kind of, our culture operates in a kind of, I don't know, sort of strange, that it wants this thing of peace and harmony that it can't have because no one will submit to 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 God and to others in, in the way, in the only way we can actually have the communal harmony. And so that's, I, it's, it's represented in the marriage ideal, but notice what St. Paul says there. He goes all this this whole talk, talk about marriage behavior. He says, um, I'm really talking about Christ and the church, but hey, 
by the way, husbands and wives, you, you know, do this also. This is the way of life. We, we are submitting to God because we are naturally rebellious. We don't like to be told what to do, and we have to learn to give up our pride, our rebelliousness, to submit to the law of God, and also to the community of the church. That is, to be part of something larger, I don't always get to do what I want to do, but it's worth it in order to be in connection. And then we can look out for the good of the others, and, and by by submitting to the to the larger good, and that's kind of the, the mathematics of, of looking out for the good of the other. <clears throat> when each of us looks out for our own good, we have one person looking out for our own good. When we live in a community where we seek one another's good, we have many other people looking out for our good. And, and the, the math works out as a kind of harmony of, of love. So uh, we just have to remember in the, in the Christian life that, that it's interesting. I think Ephesians is never read at weddings because our culture is just allergic. I'm not going to submit to anybody. And the fact is, our faith calls us to submit, to, to submit to one another and not rebel. And our submission, remember our Lord um, became obedient, submitted himself to the death of the cross so we can live. We in him submit ourselves. And the, and the main barrier to submission in our lives is pride. I'm going to do that. And that's the main thing we have to conquer our lives with humility to give ourselves for the good of the other. And we, and we learn to die that death to self and, and come to life in Christ for the good of others. We experience a life, a birth, a, a peace, a joy that's only possible through that participation in the cross. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. That, they, that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, 
preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Wednesday. Thank you for that meditation. That was wonderful. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Good day. Have a good day, everybody.